Hello, this is George, George Prince, the writer and narrator of the tales of Hobgob and Mulch. Thank you so much for joining me. This is Volume 1, Chapter 5, The King, where Hobgob and Mulch will find themselves on a fresh adventure in the capital. So without further ado, please do settle down, make yourselves comfortable, and enjoy The Tales of Hobgob and Mulch, Volume 1, Chapter 5, The King. In the realm there was a kingdom. In the kingdom there was a village. In the village there was an inn. And in that inn two friends, Hobgob the goblin and Mulch the tree, told the tales of their adventures. The Tales of Hobgob and Mulch It was the day of the coronation. The old king was handing his crown on to his eldest son and there was huge excitement. The king had reigned for so long that few could remember the last coronation, and the prince was a just and caring young man. He was extremely popular. Hobgob and Mulch were struggling through the packed streets of the capital. Crowds were pushing in every direction, creating a seething crush. Carts were trapped, no way forwards and no way back. Their drivers begged and abused the crowds, but there was no way through. Stallholders called out, selling their souvenirs. Flags, horns, fireworks, food and drink, their shouts ringing out as a steamy cloud bellowed from improvised kitchens, the strong smells filling the air. Everyone was pushing towards the capital's main avenue. It had already been full since before dawn, with many people sleeping in the open to secure their place. The main avenue was where the spectacle was to be best enjoyed, and Hobgob and Mulch were determined to be there. We could climb a tree to get a better view, suggested Hobgob as they stood wedged in the sea of jostling townsfolk. I would never climb a cousin, protested Mulch. There must be a better way. They wriggled and squirmed and pushed, but they made no progress. They were stuck, and stuck frustratingly close to the action. There hasn't been a coronation for countless moons. We can't miss it being stuck here, muttered Mulch. She scanned the nearby buildings, a mix of shambling cottages and imposing citadels typical of the capital. I've got a plan. She grabbed Hobgob's arm and led him through the throng. With everyone pushing forward, it was easier to cut across them sideways. Puffing and panting, they came to a door in the wall of a large castle. The door was propped open and the guard beside it snored loudly, a goblet of dragon's firewater sitting half full beside him. Typical, Hobgob rolled his eye. Capital folk can never hold their firewater. They slipped into the door and crept up a spiral staircase. They found themselves alone in a long, wide corridor. Portraits of ancient monarchs lined the walls. From the outside, I could see that this castle is so large that it has a view over the avenue. We should be able to watch the coronation and the procession in luxury. Mulch! You're a genius! Hobgob hopped with delight and they walked on. We'll have a new king soon, mused Hobgob. What would you do if you were king? Well, I'd stop them cutting down trees began Mulch, and make buddy ball the national sport. Hear, hear, shouted Hobgob in agreement as they turned down another corner, now walking up a wide staircase carved from brilliant white stone. I'd proclaim that the dragon's arms must serve all drinks for free at least once a week, announced Hobgob. Only once a week? I'd say at least twice a week. Deep in conversation, they opened another door and entered a large room. And I'd get rid of those silly knights who clutter up the court 
and have them all help out at the home for retired racing snails, doing some good for a change. They both laughed loudly, and then they stopped and looked around. The room was lined with tapestries depicting great battles woven of the finest cloth. In the centre a large round table stood, carved from the finest marble. At one end of the great hall stood a vast chair, crafted from the finest jewels, and upon that chair sat a young man who stared at them. The man was surrounded by a number of heavily armoured, old, bearded men. They also stared at them. Intruders! Assassins! Traitors! The elderly knights drew swords and lances, and with a surprising agility, they charged. Halt! The booming command came from the young man seated on the throne. The knights lowered their weapons, but continued to eye Hobgob and March with suspicion. The young man rose and walked towards them slowly. He had an aura that made him the focus of the whole room, and everyone watched transfixed as he glided effortlessly towards them. Who are you? Who dares to break into the king's chamber on the day of his coronation? He asked. Uh, Hobgobble March looked at each other. We're Hobgobble March, sire. The king looked at them. Today I shall be watched by my entire kingdom as I make the oath to forever serve as king. Tomorrow I shall ride out to the furthest flung land in my possession and begin my great tour. I intend to find out what my people want and expect from their sovereign. Now, thanks to your loud proclamations in my chamber, I at least know what you two want. Oh, your, your majesty, lord, we were being jovial, pleaded Hobgob, laughing nervously. Yes, you, your high liege, we were excitable and foolish, added March. Well, I liked what you said. The knights flung their arms up in surprise. Sire, their words were treasonous. They must hang, your majesty. My liege, we must punish their insolence. The king smiled. No, no, they spoke sense. And for that they shall travel as part of the royal party in my coronation procession. And then, when I ride to the furthest flung land in my possession, they shall rule for a day. They shall be king for a day, and you, my trusted knights, shall work at the home for retired racing snails to remind you of your good fortune. The knights stared at their king, stunned. This is not royal protocol, your majesty. Tradition, sire, what of tradition? My liege, what would your father say? Enough. It is my command. The knights sank to one knee and bowed their heads in acceptance. Hobgob and Malt stared at their king, stunned. Amongst the packed crowds, Gressa the Griffin had flown into a good viewing position. She cheered as the king's procession approached and waved the flag she had bought from a stall earlier. But she nearly crashed when she saw the king riding past. Surrounded by his mounted knights, with ranks of liveried footmen marching by his side, it was Hobgob and Mulch who sat in the royal carriage with the new king. The following day the king rode to the furthest flung land in his possession. His knights reported at the home for retired racing snails, and Hobgob and Mulch entered the court to be king for a day. Clerks and courtiers sat around them with quills poised. There was an awkward silence. What should we do? whispered Hobgob. Well, we may as well do something, replied Mulch. I hereby declare, announced Mulch, that no tree shall be felled unless absolutely necessary. The scribe wrote furiously, and a flurry of messengers and courtiers were dispatched with the new law. Oh gosh, 
That was fun, smiled March. I hereby declare that buddy ball will be the new national sport, dictated Hobgob. Clarks dashed left and right as another flurry of carrier pigeons and mounted orderlies dashed away, bearing the new decree. The following day, the knights returned to the court and resumed their duties, running the kingdom in the absence of their king. Hobgob and Mulch returned to the village, where a crowd met them and carried them into the dragon's arms. There, they were asked countless questions about their experience of power. I couldn't believe it when I saw you in the king's carriage, said Gressa. What was it like? asked Henry the halfling. I must admit, it was fun, confessed Mulch. So, besides the trees and the body ball, what else did you decree? asked Beef the barman. Oh, not much, said Hobgob casually. Only that the dragon's arms serve all drinks for free at least once a week. Beef groaned, and with a cheer, everyone dashed to the bar to toast their new king. Thank you so much for joining me for the tales of Hobgob and Mulch. To hear about upcoming episodes, please do hit subscribe. Also, you can follow Hobgob and Mulch on Instagram and Twitter, at Hobgob and Mulch, and please leave comments wherever you want to. It's always great to hear from you. All of the stories are written and narrated by me, George Prince, copyright 2020. I'm very much looking forward to seeing you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.